Hello and happy Friday. Today's class will be looking at soils. After that, I will help you hopefully to understand the reading that is assigned for today's class, the questions that go along with it. And then I will introduce our first assignment to you at the end of today's class. So if you could please open up the slideshow titled Soils for today's class, I will take you through that now. So on slide two, um, we have the introduction to soils. So, and utilize them for what we need, which is to grow crops and to sustain our own lives. We need to have four things um, existing in the soil for it to be considered to be good. If these one of these four things or a couple of these four things are not there, then the soil will otherwise be degraded or compromised or completely incapable of sustaining life. If a part of it is missing um, or degraded somewhat, then it will affect the quality of the growth of the vegetation that is able to happen in that soil. So the four essential parts are minerals, bacteria and organic materials, air, and moisture. We're going to go through each one of these on the next slides. Slide three, minerals. Calcium, phosphorus, and potassium are examples of the type of uh, minerals that would exist in soil. This is necessary for the soil to be useful to human beings in order for it to be able to grow crops. So where does it come from? Well, these nutrients are generally weathered from what we call the parent rock, the rock of origin, where it initially came from prior to it being weathered away through wind, water, ice, or whatever it was that caused it to chip away or move away from that parent rock. It will then settle on the ground and will enter the soil and will help the soil to become useful to humans through having these minerals that then need to be taken up by the vegetation growing. Slide four, bacteria and organic materials. When plants and animals die, they become decomposed by the bacteria that exists in the soil. This bacteria is absolutely necessary because as it breaks down the organic material, the plants or the animals, it, through that process, releases nutrients into the soil. And so the more nutrients that are available in soil, the better the soil is. And this decaying material we call humus. If you have a lot of humus in soil, that is great because it allows you to grow a variety of crops using that soil. Slide five. Air is also very much a necessary component of soil. Plants need air around their roots in order to be able to grow. And insects, worms, and small animals create these pockets of air within the soil. And that is also an essential part of our soils. Last but not least is moisture in the form of water. Water is necessary for plants because it dissolves the nutrients that are in the soil. And then the plants are able to take up those nutrients. Slide seven. Slide seven shows the different soil regions across our country. We only have four main regions of Canada in terms of the types of soils that are available. And uh, they relate directly to our next topic, which we'll cover on Monday, vegetation regions. There is a direct connection between 
the type of soil that exists and the type of vegetation that can therefore grow in the area. And so we will now take a look at the four areas, the four, four soil regions of Canada. There are the tundra soils in the far north, wet climate soils, which uh, most of our country is comprised of. There are dry climate soils in the prairie, southern prairie regions of our country. And the West Coast is a little bit tricky because there's an exceptionally large uh, difference depending on where exactly you are in the West Coast. There's a number of mountain ranges that exist there. And so they all kind of get grouped into one soil category, but really it's just a wide range of soils that exist in the very West Coast. So first we'll look at dry climate soils or sometimes the called prairie soils. Prairie soils have a dark horizon. That means those top, that top surface layer of the soil is fairly dark in color. And generally speaking, they're quite rich in minerals and they do uh, allow for grasslands, wheat to grow very well. It's very fertile with all of the minerals that are there and allows for wheat to be grown as a crop and uh, is also preferred, preferred by grasslands. On to slide number nine. Wet climate soils are ones um, in which forests typically grow. Forest soils have a light gray upper horizon, so that upper layer is light gray in color. They form in warm or cool humid regions and they often occur where there are a lot of coniferous trees. Coniferous trees are trees that have needles on them as opposed to leaves. Slide 10, the tundra soils. They exist up in the far north in the Arctic environments of northern Canada. They have organic and mineral rich upper layers, but there is a frozen layer below called permafrost. And this really makes it difficult for any kind of tree to be able to grow up in the far north. And so we don't have trees in the far north. We have small shrubs or some lichens or some grasses, but really nothing that needs deep roots because the permafrost is um, maybe only a meter or so under the ground and it, that it is permanently frozen. So there is solid ice that never goes away as you dig down through the soil. And so it becomes difficult for any kind of other vegetation to grow other than things that need very, very small amount of room for their roots. Slide number 11, organic soils. Organic soils are dark in color they are very rich in decomposed organic material, which we call humus, and they form in poorly drained lowland and wetland regions. These soils exist throughout Canada in various locations where there's poor drainage. And again, they're very, very rich soils because of the decomposed organic material found within them. Last slide, slide number 12, is really just an introduction to what's coming on Monday, and that is the vegetation regions of Canada. It's just that connecting piece. So soil regions in Canada are directly related to the different vegetation regions of Canada. We have vegetation regions in Canada that are unique because they sit on top of various soil properties that make them unique. And so we have tundra, boreal and taiga forest, grassland, mixed forest, deciduous forest, 
west coast forest and then there's a wide range of vegetation types again in that mountainous western coast area of Canada. Okay so that's it for today's lesson. Um, I want to introduce you now to the reading for today's class. The reading for today's class is a JPEG. There's two documents there. One is entitled page 69 and the other page 70. It is what I think a very interesting reading on um, what's happening in the far northern regions of our country. And uh, so what is happening in the far north of our country? Well, basically, uh, the, as you may have heard through the news, this was about a year ago now that it came into the news and people become, became well aware of the fact that the northern regions of Canada are warming at twice the rate of any other region within our own country. And there is reason for that. It's related to the permafrost that is slowly but surely melting away. And as that happens, the per the organic materials that are were in that permafrost are now a part of an active layer of the soil. And as they become an active layer of that soil, they start to decompose. They're no longer frozen in ice. They're now able to decompose. As that happens, they actually release something called methane, which is a very powerful greenhouse gas. And so that greenhouse gas then goes up into the atmosphere and it further warms up the climate. And so this has become a part of a looping effect where our uh, climate is warming up twice as fast in the north as anywhere else because it's called a feedback loop. The input is also the output. So climate warming is the input and climate warming even more is also with the output. So take a look at, one, oh, I made a mistake before, it is pages 70 and 71, sorry, that you need to read. And uh, you'll be answering questions one and two on page 71 about the feedback loop. Just a little hint about question two. Um, think about colors and how they reflect or absorb sunlight. So do lighter colors reflect or absorb sunlight and do darker colors absorb or reflect sunlight the quick answer just to help you out that question because sometimes I know students um, find it difficult so light colors like white that reflects sunlight whereas something that is dark in color will absorb the sunlight and therefore heat up more and so for question two, I just wanted to give you that little hint that darker colors absorb heat energy, lighter colors would reflect that heat energy back out into outer space and it would not become absorbed. Okay, so that is it for today in terms of the information component. We'll continue on Monday with vegetation. You may have noticed that I did post an assignment Today, I posted it to give you a preview. We won't actually start this assignment until Tuesday's class, and it will not be due until the following Tuesday's class, so it will be due on Tuesday, April 28th. I've posted it so that you can get a look at it, read through it, uh, potentially if you really want to get a head start, 
but don't worry about it just yet. I wanted you to have a preview of it, to get a look at it, to see what's coming up. Most of next week will be devoted or time will be given to you to work on this. So there won't be lessons coming aside from on Monday to you. Monday's class will be the last lesson in this unit. And then the rest of the week until the due date for this assignment, you will use to complete the assignment. This assignment is the summative for this unit. So that means it is there instead of a test. So um, we're not going to have a test for this unit. It's a bit difficult, um, I think, at this point to give you a test. So I've opted to do an assignment instead. So this assignment will be weighted like a test. And again, I will give you more detail on this on Tuesday. I just posted it there for you so that you can take a look and get started with uh, thinking about it at the very least. All right, so that is it for today. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend and I'll be back on Monday. Take care.